so she comes in and and she and I tell her you know she has a good job I can, I can see she was very sincere with her with her aim of visiting and I gave her a visa and she cried and she <laughs> said to me you know what ma'am I'm really happy and I'm crying now because I said this was a sign for me if I don't get this visa maybe it's uh, the world telling me that I should not be with this person and you know Emmanuel these little things that that we think are nothing to us when we do our daily job but means a lot to the people who we, who we serve is something that really touches me welcome to the gag files a podcast about the people issues and ideas driving global affairs canada bienvenue dans les dossiers d'AMC un balado sur les personnes, les défis et les idées qui animent Affaires mondiales Canada. Now, in her 19th year as an employee of the Government of Canada, Wilma T. Kanyadia is a locally engaged staff member working as a designated migration officer at the Canadian Embassy in the Philippines in Manila. She started her career at Global Affairs Canada, then moved on to Immigration Refugee Citizenship Canada, which we call IRCC. That's where she saw how she could make a difference in the lives of many applicants who wish to come to Canada. Since her start as a visa officer, she has played an important role in helping people find better opportunities that would allow them to help their families back home. Je m'entretiens aujourd'hui avec elle pour entendre son histoire palpitante. Ici Emmanuel Tremblay, je suis bien heureuse de vous retrouver, chers auditeurs, pour un autre balado portant sur nos employés recrutés sur place ici à Affaires mondiales Canada. Alors, bienvenue. Welcome, Wilma. Bonjour, Emmanuel. Comment ça va? Ça va très bien, toi? Ça va bien, merci. Merci pour l'invitation, en fait. Je suis tellement ravie d'être ici. Bien, merci à toi d'avoir accepté notre invitation. Alors, avant de poursuivre, j'aimerais souligner, chers auditeurs, chères auditrices, que cet épisode fait partie de notre toute première mini-série de balados des dossiers d'AMC, qui comprend trois épisodes. Comme vous le devinez, la mini-série porte sur les employés recrutés sur place des fois on va dire aussi ERP, un groupe d'employés qui, je le rappelle, représente près de la moitié de l'effectif total d'Affaires mondiales Canada et les trois quarts du personnel de nos missions à l'étranger. Finalement, pour respecter la loi sur les langues officielles du Canada, j'invite chaque invité à parler dans la langue de son choix. Alors, si vous êtes prête, Wilma, on va commencer. Tout d'abord, moi, je suis très curieuse de savoir comment vous êtes devenue une employée recrutée sur place euh, au sein d'AMC à la mission à Manille. En fait, c'est un, un peu d'un euro hasard. Euh, une connaissance de l'université est rendue visite à l'ambassade de France où je travaillais un vendredi après-midi. Je lui ai demandé pourquoi elle est là à ce temps-là, l'heure de travail. Et elle m'a dit qu'à l'ambassade du Canada, les gens quittent le travail à 13h30. Et de plus, euh, j'étais très surprise de savoir qu'il euh, qu y a une opportunité pour les ERP de travailler comme officier de visa là-bas. Alors, j'ai dit à ma connaissance, moi, je voulais travailler pour les Canadiens. Et euh, elle m'a conseillé d'envoyer mon CV par courriel. J'ai fait ça. 
après quelques mois, j'ai reçu un appel euh, me disant qu'il y a euh, une offre pour un standardiste. Euh, j'ai passé un, un entretien et un, un examen et on connaît la suite après. Super. Vous avez mentionné un peu plus tôt que vous, vous étiez intéressé à l'idée de travailler pour le Canada. Pourquoi? Quand j'ai commencé à travailler pour l'ambassade du Canada, j'ai vu les valeurs que, que je voulais avoir pour moi-même. Uh, like they say, in Canada, there's this um, work-life balance. And we hear that all the time outside of, of the embassy in the places where I worked at. And it's just a thought. But in Canada, it's something that we do every day. Like, I like the idea of working, giving your 100% during the workday, and then leaving at the end of the day, knowing that you've done your work, and now you can concentrate on your family. So now you switch to English, but earlier you spoke French, and I was quite impressed, to be honest, because it's not that often that we have people living in the, you know, in Asia speaking French. What brought you to speak French? Et là, vous pouvez clairement répondre en français à celle-ci. <laughs> en fait, je me suis spécialisée en français à l'Université Emmanuel. Et ça m'a permis de travailler pour l'ambassade de France à Manille avant d'aller travailler pour les Canadiens. Euh, j'ai fait un stage en France pendant l'université et ça, j'ai pratique mon français euh, comme je pouvais. Ben, j'ai un appli Duolingo, je prends quelques minutes de français par jour. Et en fait, ma, ma fille aussi commence à parler en français à, grâce à Duolingo. Et il y a un petit oiseau qui m'a dit que pendant la pandémie, non seulement euh, tu as con continué à apprendre le français, mais vous l'avez même enseigné. Oui, parce que pendant le, le commencement de la pandémie, tout le monde était coincé chez, chez eux. Et même si ici, nous à Mani, jusque-là, on est toujours coincé, il y a toujours des petites quarantaines. Mais comme ça, mon, mon chef m'a demandé de faire quelque chose pour les employés qui sont coincés chez eux. Et j'ai pensé euh, il y a un intérêt pour le français au travail, euh, évidemment. Et j'ai commencé à faire euh, les petits cours en français. Et chaque semaine, je fais, je fais une petite, un petit cours. Et il y a des gens maintenant à l'ambassade qui parlent français, qui disent bonjour ou qui répondent en français quand tu lui demandes. C'est génial. Puis donc, on, on promeut vraiment là, les deux langues officielles du Canada, même aussi loin qu'aux Philippines. I'd like to ask you uh, maybe about one of your most memorable moments as an LES, a locally engaged staff working in Manila. So maybe you start with explaining how you got to work for IRCC and then talk about one of your most memorable moments. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, three years into uh, moving at the embassy, I became a designated migration officer. And in that job, this current job, I think I found the most fulfillment in, in the previous jobs that I've had. And if I can say one thing that's really touched me the most, I guess it's because it's something that started really early on in my job was an interview that I had for someone applying for a tourist visa. And this person wanted to visit their fiance and they have been refused four times already. So imagine they're they're going for it for a fifth time. 
And of course, because it's the fifth time, I wanted to see them in person to interview them. I wanted to see what what else does she have to say that will change my mind, you know, because every person has a story to tell. So she comes in and and she and I tell her, you know, she has a good job. I, I can see she was very sincere with her with her aim of visiting. And I gave her a visa and she cried. And she said to me, you know what, ma'am, I'm really happy and I'm crying now because I said this was a sign for me. If I don't get this visa, maybe it's uh, the world telling me that I should not be with this person. And the fact that um, you gave me a visa, maybe it's a sign that we are meant to be. And and the funny thing was, she said to me, if we ever do get married, can we invite you? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, that is a very lovely thought, but I cannot do that because it will be outside of my of, of my work uh, and uh, it's, it's not allowed. But she was really thankful. There's more stories to tell, but, you know, this is something that really touched me at the beginning of my career. Mm, well, that definitely shows that your work makes a difference in people's lives. And in this case, it's it wasn't three times the charm. It was it needed five times. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, I think I think no matter, you know, you play a, a simple role and it depends on what they're going to do with their lives later on. Right. But at least you made something possible, something that seemed impossible, possible. Well, with those wonderful stories, no surprise that maybe you'd like to convince other people to, you know, either join the, the Canadian mission or, you know, your work as a migration officer and how fulfilling it, it, it is for you, right? Mm -hmm. I think uh, what I can say for people who want to try to work with Global Affairs Canada is that LAV don't get to thinking that it's an easy job, that it's all roses, but for me, um, even if there are good and bad sides, I always look at the good side because I really like um, the values that Canada has and and the opportunities it gives um, to people. Uh, me, sometimes I issue a visa for someone who wants to go visit Banff or maybe someone who wants to expand their education in Canada, someone who wants to get a work permit to help uh, pay the bills of their parents' uh, medical hospital bills. It could be something as simple as that or something as big as someone wanting to reunite with a loved one. And we all know, you know, we can all relate to a loved one because we all have family. And at the end of the day, when you work for something you really believe in, the challenges, they become easier to overcome. So I think it's the same for any job. And, and that's my, my advice to anyone who wants to, to come work for Global Affairs. Allez-y vite! Merci beaucoup, Wilma. J'apprécie énormément ton enthousiasme et ton dévouement, euh, tant pour tes euh, compatriotes filipinos et filipinas que pour le Canada. Alors, ça a été un réel plaisir de jaser avec toi aujourd'hui. Et pour nos auditeurs, merci d'avoir écouté les dossiers d'AMC. C'est le plaisir de moi, Emmanuel. In the next episode, I'll be talking to Maddie Morris. Trade Commissioner at the Consulate General of Canada to the United States in Los Angeles. Stay tuned. The GAC Files is a production of Global Affairs Canada. All opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and not necessarily that of their employer or Global Affairs Canada. For more information on Global Affairs Canada podcast, visit www.international.gc.ca 
Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Thank you for listening to The Gag Files. Les dossiers d'AMC sont une production d'affaires mondiale Canada. Toutes les opinions exprimées dans ce balado sont celles des personnes concernées et pas nécessairement celles de leurs employeurs ou d'affaires mondiales Canada. Pour plus d'informations sur les balados d'affaires mondiales Canada, visitez le site internet www.international.gc.ca. N'oubliez pas de vous abonner à notre balado. Merci d'avoir écouté les dossiers d'AMC.